You are set on a course that you must follow. Nothing will stop you. All that he has said you will achieve, you will do it. You will do it. Praise God. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Are you ready to receive something tonight? Many times we have shared testimonies, personal, individual testimonies of our victories, the impact of the word in our lives. As a church, we've shared testimonies with each other on our triumph, the triumph of our faith in pursuit of the advancement of the kingdom in our city, in our province, in our nation. We see what the Lord has done. And to be able to do that there a lot of times is intense training that we put ourselves through intense training just like an army would train whether there's war or there's no war because a war can be fought for advantage or for defense but seldom is it announced beforehand a lot of times it just happens and your training is what will show up so if all that time you haven't been training whatever the intention of that particular battle was whether, whether it was for your promotion or it was for defense it will show he says if your strength fail in the day of adversity he said, your strength is small. An army that does not train constantly or consistently will lose the battle before it ever started. And the Lord compares us to several things. The church. He compares us to the military. He compares us to athletes. Both of these are always in training. Because there's something particular to achieve for us our vision is clear our vision is very clear we're not in Calgary to have a church no that is not the mandate of any of our churches in the ministry Every church is given a mandate which is consistent with the mandate given to us by the Lord Jesus Christ. To bring men into him so that their purpose will come alive. So that their hurts, their sicknesses, their limitations are removed. 
The example is the healing streams. Healing streams was to the whole world. It's an agenda to the whole world. Our agenda here in Calgary is to the whole world from Calgary. So, you imagine a light shining from one spot, but shining with an intention to cover everywhere. And so, how do we do this? Is the preaching of the gospel. And sometimes you have the group of Christians who think, you don't really need to preach the gospel for people to believe. Just live out your life. Have you ever heard that before? Just live out your life. And that will be sufficient. That will be powerful enough to change people. It's incomplete. And it's deceptive. Because the scriptures say something different. In Romans chapter 10, from verse 14, it talks about how shall they believe if the message is not preached to them how will they believe go to 13 for whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved next verse how then shall they call on him in whom they have not believed and how shall they believe in him of whom they have not heard? And how shall they hear without a preacher? He makes it clear that they must hear. And for them to hear, we must preach. For us to preach, we must be sent. And so it's not just by living out our life that they will believe. There is an active responsibility that we have. To engage people in our city. How will we know when we have taken over the city? Because a lot of times we say, we're taking over the city. We will know it. When our gospel, this gospel of the kingdom has influenced every individual. It influences every important move in our city. When we see that men are coming to the Lord by the hundreds of thousands, by the millions. And we see that a rhapsody of realities is, is needed in every home, is asked for in every home. I sent out rhapsodies into my neighborhood and got a text message. The person said, how do I give for this? Hallelujah. And so, make no mistakes about it. If you are in the ministry, God called you. He chose you. Don't be ambiguous about it anymore. But to be effective at it, you're going to train. Because it's not that we are just wanting to do something and then we're just doing it. We have an adversary. Whose sole purpose and agenda is to stop the work that God wants to do of hauling men into the kingdom.
we are those that he has chosen to do this in our city and we must operate as though there was nobody else intending to do it but us so that will mean a lot of sacrifice sacrifice of your time you are not going to have you're not going to be like everybody else no your desires will be different from everybody else because your agenda is different they might just not have a purpose yet that's why you've been sent to them to engage with them until they're doing what the Lord was doing when he was here Jesus didn't have a car but he was walking to and fro Jerusalem and Samaria and Judea and Jericho and different places on foot for three years and from what he did is what we're still doing today so how dare we think we've done so much when he spent everything he preached went for this crusade from this crusade he went to the other crusade from that one he went to this city there was a time he sent 70 disciples out to 35 cities where he would go the bible said he would come there so he sent people ahead think about it 35 cities on foot then when he was asked you know to eat one time he said listen I have food that you don't know about my food is to do the will of him that sent me and to finish his work that must be your thought and it can only come about by the Holy Spirit's work in you praise God see my vision is clear no say it loud my vision is clear I know who I am I know what I'm here for you see he said to us you are the light of the world immediately that gives us exceptionalism he didn't say you are one of the lights in the world he said you are the light then he said you are a city set on a hill that cannot be hid he says men do not light a candle and put it he does not enlighten you to hide you so if you're a Christian immediately you become a Christian you have become a leader you are one that is set on the hill he's not trying to you know like some people say you know you know pastor really I don't really like uh, you know the out there you know I don't really <laughs> you don't know who you are yet he didn't ask you he chose you lit you up and put you on the hill and from there you are to shine he said let your light so shine there's no discussion you don't have a choice that you know for me the, the personality I have you know I like to stay in the back there is no staying in the back in this thing he put you on the hill the ones in the back he has sent you to bring them in he said go to the highways and the byways bring them in so our purpose is clear glory to God and so with the intensity of our training just with all training it's possible to get tired because it's bam bam from one <laughs> healing school is healing streams is finished 
we're moving on to fire for your future. From fire for your future, we're moving on to STPPL. From STPPL, one program after the other, the, the guy's like, this church is full of activities. <laughs> no, we're training. Because from time to time, we see that our training produces victories. Oh, glory to God. One more time, say, I know who I am. Oh, hallelujah. I shared with you two Sundays ago a message that I didn't really intend but was put in my heart. The appointed time. Do you remember that? The appointed time. It hasn't left me still. How many of you have listened to it again? Okay. The appointed time. I'm going to share a few thoughts with you. Oh, hallelujah. Say the appointed time. This is the appointed time for all that the Lord has asked us to do. This is the appointed time. The life of glory, the life of the Christian that we've been given is not immediately visible. It is in a realm. And so I start like this. God, the invisible God, who is the Father. Every time you see the invisible God in Scripture, he's talking about God the Father. Praise God. Because there's a visible God. Who's that one? Praise God. He's the invisible God. All right, now, the invisible God always creates heaven and earth to coexist. They always exist together. One cannot exist without the other. It's like this. There's no need for software if there's no hardware. You don't get it? Do you get it? There's no need for an operating system or some intelligent system without the hardware aspect of it. And so, there is always a heaven and an earth. Even in the new, there will be a new heavens and a new, a new earth. They always go together. So they are to exist together. The invisible and the visible, they always exist together. You've got to get it. The invisible and the visible will always exist together. They come as a package. That is the heaven and the earth come as a package. Glory to God. And so, what then are we supposed to do with this? I said one cannot exist without the other. One needs the other 
to operate and to, or to have expression. I said to you many times, I said, when you hear the expression, the glory of God, a lot of times in context, it is the expression of what is not seen of God that is made visible. It is also the expression of what is seen of us that translates in the spirit. But that's for another day. Where I want us to stay is the life that we've been called to live where to live from invisibility into visibility. This is what faith is for. It is the interface between the visible and the invisible. And the just is called to live by faith. The earthling does not know anything about a spirit realm. And so he only operates on this side. And so doesn't get the full benefit of what God created. So whenever the Lord wants to do something with your life. Let me, write, let me show you something. There is nothing that currently you see that did not exist. Mm. Ecclesiastes chapter 6 and verse 10. Give it to me in the Amplified. The AMP. Not the AMPC, but the AMP. Glory to God. Are you learning something? Open your heart because you will need this thing. You will need it. Can you read this please? One to go. Okay. No, read it one more time like you have the understanding of it. Okay, just pause. The, the portion I really wanted is that top portion. Whatever exists has already been named long ago. If it exists, if it exists, it came from somewhere. It existed before it existed. You know, you will find this, Solomon says, um, what is, is what has been. Now we take it to mean that history repeats itself. That's what we take it to mean. But I think it's a bit deeper than that. I think it's a bit deeper than that. He's not just saying history repeats itself. Because even if I say history repeats itself, it came from somewhere. What he's actually saying is, whatever will be, is what exists. Like he says, whatever you allow is that which is allowed in heaven. Whatever you disallow is disallowed. I, I said the heaven and the earth go together. If it came into materiality, it's because it existed in spirituality. Now, you have the responsibility and the reason why you're taught constantly about the kingdom is so that you are skillful in righteousness skillful in allowing what should be allowed in spirituality to be brought into materiality that is your responsibility you remember i told you about your place as a prophet and your place as a priest i said as a pro as a priest you turn 
physical things into spiritual things. As a prophet, you turn spiritual things into physical things. This is your responsibility. You have to understand that this is the kingdom in operation. If you don't understand this, you will have a lot of struggle, a lot of pain unnecessarily. But the more you get to know the kingdom, the more you are learning about faith, the more you are learning about the word of God, you become skillful in righteousness, rightly dividing the word of truth. You know what to do for what result. For example, if a man wants to be a Christian, it doesn't matter that he cries. There is a principle that he has to operate. A principle that makes heaven work with earth. That he cries and cries and cries means nothing. He might as well take his iPhone and have a desire for food from one of these restaurants and look at the phone and be crying that why are you not delivering the food when he has not placed an order there's a way to operate now so until he believes in his heart and confesses with his mouth no salvation will he experience it doesn't matter that he was genuine in his tears nothing will happen it is the same thing if you do not learn to operate this kingdom the way it ought to be operated it doesn't matter what God has put in your heart praise God this that I'm going to share with you don't treat it as nothing I'm sharing it with you for a reason I've been in prayer and the Spirit of God asked me to share this. You know, sometimes we, as preachers, we can see that, you know. So, sometimes you can become very used to it. But I've been praying. Listen to this. L look at this scripture. Um, hallelujah. Oh, but before we go there, there's a scripture that I missed reading to you. Colossians chapter 1 and verse 16. The, all right. For by him, he's talking about the Lord Jesus here. For by him were all things created that are in heaven and that are in earth. Always that are in heaven and that are in earth. Then he says what? Visible and invisible. He made visible things. But did you know that invisible things are also created? Think about it, that they exist. He said he made visible and invisible things. How, why will you say invisible things? He, he made invisible things. I, I, I thought you would just say he made visible things. But here he says he made visible things and invisible things. Then he said he made heaven, those things that are in heaven and that are in earth. Then he says whether they be thrones or dominions or principalities or powers, all things were created by him. And for him. That for him is a very important part. Their purpose is him. Their purpose is him. He has their source code. He has their sound code. Until they work for him, they will be in futility. They will be in frustration. They will have to comply. Glory to God. 
So let's go. Hosea chapter 13 and verse 13. Now, please, the Amplified Classic first. Okay, let's read it together. One to go. Have you ever seen this in scripture? It's a serious scripture. It's a very serious scripture. This is God talking. The prophet is talking concerning Ephraim. But he brings a revelation of how things operate. As I prayed, the spirit of God said, this is where you are. He said, the pains of a woman in childbirth are coming on for him to be born. It means it's time for labor. But he is an unwise son. For now, when it is time, say it is time. He said, when it is time to be born, he comes not to the place where unborn children bring. It means that there's a place. No matter what God has said, there's a place you must be. Okay, you're not getting it. My God. He said, but he's an unwise son. For now, when it is time to be born, when the, it's time to produce the result, he comes not to the place where unborn children break forth. There's a breaking forth. There's a breaking forth that must happen. That it is God's desire, that it is his intention, doesn't mean it will happen. He says he needs new birth. He needs results. He wants results. He desires a level of results. He said, <laughs> but makes no effort to acquire it. That means even though new birth belongs to him, this is what should happen. But because he will not position himself where he ought to be and put in the effort that he ought to put in, he will not acquire it. My goodness. I don't know what this means to you. No, imagine you're praying and the Spirit of God brings this to you. It's like a woman all this time been preparing to give birth, been preparing and been feeding and been protecting and all that. And now her water is broken. Now she's taken to the hospital, but she's so tired. The pain is so much. She's given it all hours, hours. And she says, I'm tired. I'm tired. That baby will die. Are you hearing me? She must do something. She must still push. She can't say she's tired. This is, the, this is all you work for. This is the crit most critical time. In the whole process. The, all the nine months or whatever. It was for this. It was for this. You, you're going to have to put all your strength into this because this is where everything is decided. Everything is going to be decided right now. That the baby is ready to be delivered. Doesn't mean he's going to deliver himself. Have you ever heard of a baby that delivered himself? He said, hey, hey. Brought his head out. I've been waiting. 
No, he's, he's ready to come out, but he's still in there. Camila Sopra. He exists. He is there. On that side, he exists. He is real. But he's in there. His desire, of, well, his discomfort, Malik Josef Rehida, his discomfort now that he has outgrown that place, doesn't matter. He can still die in there. If his mother won't push, his mother still has responsibility. She must push. And she can't push one time and say, I've tried. She's going to push the whole baby out. With tears, with everything, she will still have to push. Some promise that they will never go through it again and they are on their fifth child. I guess they like results. Glory to God. Are you hearing this? Now, so, I'm going to read a scripture to you. I want to take several things from there. Oh, now you need to see it in the CJB. Give it to me in the CJB. Can you open to Hosea chapter 13, verse 13? Can you please read it out with power? The pain of being born will come to him. Hmm. But he is an unwise son. The time has come and he shouldn't delay. He shouldn't what? Delay. No delay. He shouldn't delay. Delay can cost you in some moments, I'm telling you. There is a time to push. Ah. The doctors will say, listen, you've got to push now. You've got to push now. Go on. There at the mouth of the womb. There at the mouth. You, <laughs> that result is just there. It's at the mouth of the womb. Oh. Oh. What is God telling you? All right. Now I shared with you the appointed time. And I want to tell you a bit more about that before we close. Jesus said something. The Lord Jesus said something. He said, a lot of you can tell when this type of weather is going to happen or what's going to happen because of this or that. He said, but you do not know the signs of the Kairos. I told you what's the Kairos, the appointed time. There are signs of the Kairos. There are signs of the appointed time. We're using a lady, for example. No, the lady doesn't just keep on going to the hospital. Right? As that day is approaching, there are signs. There are signs of the appointed time. In the spirit, this is the sign of the appointed time. Prophecy. 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 The sign of the appointed time. For the Lord will do nothing. Amos 3 7. Unless he reveals it to his prophets. What are his prophets supposed to do? They're supposed to keep the revelation. I knew it was going to happen after the thing happens. No. He only told them. To create the portal. To connect this world to that world. For this particular thing. Are you hearing me? 
Oh, glory to God. Prophecy is the sign. When you receive prophecy, it is a sign that it is the appointed time. What do you do with the sign? But I found something. You remember the story about Elijah, the Tishbite, producing rain. It's 1 Kings, uh, I think 16, verse 1. I'm not sure, but let's, let's go there and see. 18, thank you. Look at this. Now, I don't think many of us have seen this portion before. He says, and it came to pass after many days that the word of the Lord came to Elijah in the third year saying, go, show thyself unto Ahab. I will send rain upon the earth. Did you know it was instigated by God? It wasn't that Elijah just decided. (laughs) So this was a prophetic word. That's a sign of an appointed time. So God tells him this, then he moves into action. How can God say this to the man and the man still has to pray? That is what you do with the the sign. Oh, hear me, hear me what I'm sharing with you. Take it like you are learning math. (laughs) But don't worry. If you're not spiritual, you know some of these things sometimes. If you're not there, don't worry, you will catch up The Lord will bring you to this. (laughs) The verse 1 is so connected to what's going to happen. He goes, presents himself to Ahab, has some form of argument with him. And then he tells Ahab, I hear the sound of an abundance of rain. God has already spoken. No ring. But he, he says, I, I've got the sign of an appointed time. But guess what? He doesn't just go. He said, the appointed time is coming. You know, like, hey, my, my set time. My, my, you know, like, call Uluman Christians. My set time is coming. Hey, I'm going into my set time. You are joking. You are responsible for the set time. He said the, the sun, the greater lights were given for the determination of seasons. They decide. The lights decide. You are the light. You decide. You are there to decide the season. What season are you in? It's up to you. So he tells the man, go up and eat. He says to the king, go up and eat. For I hear the sound. Of an abundance of rain. He doesn't go up and eat. You can tell the children go up and eat. Why? Because you have taken responsibility of the appointed time. So the Bible says. He goes on Mount Carmel. Puts his head between his knees and kneels. Focus. Strong focus. He's there. He's going to produce what God has already said. He said I will send rain. That's a prophecy. That he will send rain. Didn't mean the rain was going to come. I'm the prophet. (laughs) I'm going to make this rainy season happen. What has God said about your life? What has he said about your life? That you are waiting for it to be fulfilled in its time. You are the time. 
You're the one to fulfill it. So he prays. And you know what he's doing when he's praying? Generating power. I told you about it. It's because the might of God was going to work. He prayed. Then he sent. Think about it. He prayed. Then he would send to see. That is faith. That is faith. And when there wasn't, he wasn't disappointed. It meant more prayer. Cool. I don't know where you are. I don't know where you are. He wasn't discouraged. Like some of us, we pray, we pray, we pray, we pray. Where's the thing? Where's the, we've been praying, we've been praying since. No, as long as there wasn't something out there, he knew there was a heaven to talk to. There was a construction to take place. Incubation to take place. Incantation to take place. Something still had to happen. Because what God has said, it will come to pass. I will bring it to pass. He wasn't waiting to see whether I do. He's the prophet. He has said other things. But why this one? He knew this one was a serious matter. He had the ability to affect so many things. <laughs> My goodness. He prays seven times he does this. The Bible doesn't tell us how long these seven times are actually reflective of. Seven times. We don't know whether he prayed one day. Then he said, go and look. We don't. The Bible doesn't tell us. We don't know. But what we know is that the man was not going to stop until he got a result. Don't stop. Don't stop. Don't be tired. The result is in your hand. It's right at the womb. Don't be an unwise son. Position yourself. I said, the signs are the prophecy. Glory to God. Isaiah chapter 66. And I'll move very fast now because we're rounding up. 66, we're going to start from 7. Now, these are the points. Number one, it is yours already. And I'll give you the scripture for what I mean by that. I said, understand that all things are yours. It's not a product of how many good things or bad things you've done. All things are yours. Read this. One to go. Hold on. Do you see something? Digging as you see it? I don't know if you see it. Read it one more time. Here, he says, before. My goodness. I thought we just said, you must push for the matter to come. But he starts by saying, before. Before you ever started, the result was already there. Before. The thing is, you've got to understand it has nothing to do with some good thing that you do, how good you are, how, how you know. No. It has everything to do with your state. You're a Zionite. He says, before she travailed, she brought forth. Before her pain came, she was delivered <laughs> of a man child. Listen, so he's, he, you've got to look in the spirit that you already have the result. There is nothing that he's asking you to do that you don't already done. Are you getting me? Next one, because I've got to move fast. Two. 
transfer from spirituality to materiality. Go to the next one, eight. Now you read this one. One to go. Can we read it together, please? One to go. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Here is different. This is different. The first one he said before. <laughs> that means it already existed. That's why I read that scripture to you that whatever you see came from somewhere. It already existed in another plane. So he said before she traveled, God had already provided the matter. But now he says as soon as she traveled. Oh. That means travail is still necessary. There's the spiritual aspect that he's trying to get your consciousness to. That it is not about anything that you can do for God. He has already chosen you for this. You have the thing. So it's not a struggle. It's not a struggle. It already existed. Now, what you've got to understand is that you are bringing it from, you know, when he says, through faith, we understand that the worlds were framed by the word of God. So that things which are seen were not made. That word made, if you look at it in the helps, that genomai, if you look at it in the helps concordance, it's amazing. He said to transfer from one realm to the other. My God, like you think Pastor Chris wrote it. He said genomai means to transfer from one realm to the other. What he's trying to tell you is that you're going to have to do the transfer. It already exists with you. But in, look, it's, in, it's not in materiality, yet it's in spirituality. Now, transfer. It's like putting that ATM card in the ATM and it moves from software. Imagine you require cars to do something. It says, I only operate in software. I only operate in the spirit realm. No, you have to bring it. There's a code. There's a passcode to enter. That is the travail. When you enter that code, when you hit that code, this is what incantations. You are bringing it from spirituality into materiality. All right. I need to finish this. Three. The Lord is not responsible for the hindrances. Go to nine. Can you read this please? One to go. No, I don't know if you're getting what he's saying. He's saying the hindrances are not from me. He says, I'm the one who wants you to give birth. Will I be the one to stop this matter? Oh, you didn't get it. He said, shall I bring to birth and not cause to bring forth? He said, why would I do that? I'm the one who brought to birth. Are you getting, I produce this vision inside you. Will it be me hindering it? He says, shall I cause to bring forth and shut the womb? Say it, Lord. He's asking a question. So I said, the hindrance is not from God. I'll just leave it there because we don't have too much time. <laughs> All right. For glory to God. 
make what the church is doing your priority. Go to the next verse. He said, Rejoice ye Jerusalem, and be glad with her, all ye that love her. Rejoice for joy with her, all ye that mourn for her. You know, be concerned Make priority what the church is doing. You hear that we're doing something. No, don't behave like they are doing something. It's a wrong move. You are in Zion. Rejoice at what we're doing. Every project that we said we're doing, don't think, ah, is that pastor? He, he wants to do something. Mm -mm. He said, rejoice, ye Jerusalem, and be glad with her. Be happy. With the church. That the church is pursuing something that is supposed to be impossible. Be glad. Rejoice with her. He said, all you that love her. It's your proof that you actually love God. You love the church. When you rejoice with the church in the things that rejoice us. Are you getting me? The things that make our joy. The things that make us happy. We're doing something for the Lord. Zion is making a move for the kingdom you say I'm part of it I rejoice with it I'm a, I'm a part I make it priority hmm what number are we at so the next one is you grow with the church verse 11 he tells you to rejoice with her all those that love her right because there's an impact because you are part of the body everything that is happening to the whole body is happening to you let's say you're a nose have you ever seen a child whose whole body outgrew his nose everything grows together that's what I mean he said if you will do this you will have the same experience that the body is having he said that you may suck and be satisfied with the breast of her consolations. What is happening to her will happen to you. That you may milk out and be delighted with the abundance of your glory. Her glory. All that is happening in the church, you will see it's happening in you. This is a major thing that a lot of Christians miss. Always they isolate themselves thinking, oh, it's like it's a man's dream. Yet you heard this rhapsody of realities that we are talking about. I've been born again for many years of my life. I was born into the church. Are you getting what I'm saying? So if we talk about doing this, we're seeing this is the glory of the church. This is the advancement of the kingdom. Are you getting me? This is the edifying of the body. A growth that is from God like the Bible says. Oxano, with an, he said increasing with an increase that is from God this is his delight he wants to see his body increase you've got to be responsible for this don't stand aloof don't stand aside and think yours is more important that is a deception of the enemy that gets you weaker and weaker with every year you thought of yourself and your own oh I need to think of my own I need to do my own and with every year, the church was getting stronger and stronger and those that were in it are getting stronger and stronger. In the beginning, it doesn't look like it, but the painful thing about it is when you discover it, it's too late. When you discover that there's a change between you and the one that served God, 
by the time you discover it, it's already too late. You can't do much about it. Probably several years would have gone forth because all that time, you know what you were doing? Explaining away his victory. I don't know if you get me. So things were happening in their life because of the grace that is spreading through the body. But you had a, a reason. Uh, it's not because he has this uh, education level. It's not because uh, um, she's connected to this person. It's not, you kept on explaining away. And you thought at some point it will stop. <laughs> but with every year, they're getting greater. They're getting greater. And they've become unstoppable. Their grace is just moving. In your mind, you want to stop it, but you don't have the power. Which one are we at now? Glory to God. Are you learning something? Hmm. He will grant you the wealth of the Gentiles. There's something that the Spirit of God has been ministering to me. Something that he ministered through a man of God during the global day of prayer. He talked about an exchange, a transfer. Be focused at what God is doing. There's something happening already in the kingdom. There's something happening. There's some scriptures I'll read to you in another meeting in, in connection with this. He says, For thus saith the Lord, Behold, I will extend peace to her like a river. And the glory of the Gentiles. When he says glory of the Gentiles, understand what he's talking about. Wealth. You see, man is a spirit. Alright? So when he talks about the glory of man, he's talking about that expressed part of man that is a spirit. Okay, don't worry. He said the glory of the Gentiles. That means their wealth, their weight. He's... He says, and the glory of the Gentiles like a flowing stream. They shall suck. Sorry. Then shall ye suck. Ye shall be born upon her sides. And be dandled upon her knees. He said, whereas thou hast been forsaken and hated so that no man went through thee, I shall make thee an eternal excellency and a joy of many nations. There's a stream of wealth. A stream of wealth that the Spirit has transmitted to the church. Listen, I said, when, so when you hear a word like this, it tells you this is the appointed time. You heard the man of God say, it is the appointed time. Now, it, some may experience it, some may not. Because there are those who know what to do. I know what to do. I'm not waiting for the word to come to pass. Some are waiting, hoping that what pastor said will come to pass. Imagine if during the COVID time, what pastor said, we didn't pray. Think about it. The prophet spoke, but still, we would gather to pray. We brought, we burst. Jerusalem gives birth. He said, is it in Galatians? He said, Jerusalem, which is from above, is free and is the mother of us all. We were produced from Zion. Zion gives birth. 
let it give birth through you. It is the appointed time. Some of you, you have been waiting, you know, and the Lord feels for you. He feels that the questions that you have, the desire that you have, he is compassionate and feels it. But you see, his compassion, that is where it stops. In his compassion, he would say to the cripple, rise up and walk. If the cripple refused to respond, he will remain a cripple. Even though he is compassionate. The Lord is compassionate. Imagine all that pastor did expressing that love, liquid love of God. To all those he ministered to during the healing streams. Imagine he's talking to that one on the screen. He said, do this. Do that. And they're just sitting there looking at him like, <laughs> they wouldn't have received anything. Even though there was so much to give. So the Lord sees where you are. But he said to Ephraim, he said, Ephraim is unwise. He, he's trying to communicate something to you. No, don't think I'm saying that you are foolish. No. What I'm trying to say is that he's pointing out something to you. It's like God pointing and saying, listen, act. You've got to act. You've got to do something or else the thing won't happen. It is my desire that this thing happen. But you've got to act. If you don't act, you and the Lord will be in the same position. He would have been excited and happy that you won. He said, it is my joy that the work has begun. Do you remember? It's time. Say that to your neighbor. It's the appointed time. Just stand up for a moment as we close the service. You are going to make some things happen. You are going to produce some results now. Pastor said to us the number eight means new beginnings. It means the chapter has been perfected. Now we go into a new chapter. What will this chapter look like for you? You know, at first when the man of God said it, it just kind of passed. I, I just thought, oh yes, number eight. You know, I just thought, oh yeah, it's true. Number eight is the, is the, is the number for new beginning. Then I thought about it again. I said, do you know who just spoke? The same person who was standing in Ashesha and saying to someone in China, be healed. And their blind eyes were open. That is the same person who is saying, eight, new beginning. What do you want? <laughs> what do you want? What did it mean for you? I had to think about it. I said, man, I said, the thing just passed me by. I took a hold of it before it could go. I said, this man is the one healing the sick. His words are healing the sick. It will not pass me by. I said, this August, something is about to happen. Something is about to happen. You say, but Pastor, we've been saying that. We've been saying that. You, I leave you with those words. <laughs> I, I leave you with that. But for me, I believe and therefore I speak. Are you getting me? I, I know I have entered again into a new place. The man of God has ushered me into a new place. It's a new beginning. Anything is possible in this place. What will happen? What will happen? 
what will happen? Something that has not happened before will happen. Paligo sopra. We are going to birth the impossible. Paligo sopra hadidas. It will be said of Calgary that which God has wrought. 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 Let me tell you what to do. I said the prophecy is the sign of the times. It's the sign of the times. And what you do with the sign, he has signaled to you to get into spiritual activity. It's not the time to draw back because you said you are tired. Imagine when you say Bolts was still running. And every year he was winning. Whether Olympics or whatever um, games were on at the time. You didn't see his training. You never saw <laughs> you never saw Usain Bolt's training. All you saw was his performance. You only saw him. He, he said something. He said he won before he won. The kind of training regimen that he had, he knew when he completed the training regimen that he has won. It, the, the race was only to display what he has been doing. Don't get tired. Hear me. The prayer is not for nothing. The ex, you know, exerting yourself into you know intense intense and it seems like there's nothing happening but you look back and see what has he done with your life what is this thing that you've been doing what has it done with you he has so distinguished you now what he used to distinguish you is what you want to leave aside what will you become what will you become imagine if the man of God said I hear the sound of abundance of rain hey hey abundance of rain then he went to sleep no rain say hey He's a, he's a, this prophet, he's not really a prophet. He's not, he's, I don't think that school of the prophets, all of them are failures. If this man is the, <laughs> if this man is the leader of the school of prophets, all of them should be failures then. No, it is important to be skillful in the doctrine of righteousness. It is important to know what to do and to do it. The days of ignorance are over. You've been taught so much of the word and a lot of times, or sometimes what a lot of us do is when the revelation of the word of God comes to you, you try it. Stop trying it. Cast your life upon it. The man was not going to give up. It's like someone who started confessing the word, talking the word. He started talking the word and he looks out and says, nothing is happening. And he goes back, he's talking the word. He says, but pastor, nothing is happening. He talks the word again and says, nothing, nothing is happening. <laughs> Listen. Koyaya. You know when they surrounded the man of God and the servant said we are surrounded. <laughs> he said Lord open the young man's eyes. Oh what is your revelation? I said the spiritual and the material exist. Paripasu. He wasn't perturbed. Yet do you know that he didn't even employ those soldiers that were in the hills. 
He didn't even employ them. He just decided that he would go with them. <laughs> I, I, I want you to understand that you are living in a real world. What the thing that you are asking the Lord for is with you where you are. It exists in real time. It is with you. If a woman has a baby in the womb, when you count her, you don't count her too. Oh. When, when, Brother Mechie, when we are doing attendance, because my attendance will be high. <laughs> Imagine we count babies in the womb. So many of our ladies are pregnant. We counted them and their babies. Some of them have twins. <laughs> I, you know, you count, you, it seems like it's just one person. But there are two people. You are not seeing, you are not seeing it. But a time will come. There's, a, there's going to be a time when all that was inside her, you will see standing right by her. And I'm telling you that time is now. Don't delay. He said, don't delay. Don't delay anymore. Don't say you are tired. Don't say you are tired. I do not know how to accept a status quo. I do not know how to accept a life that is not comparable to what he said. I want you to get it by the spirit on your inside. I want the vision to get on your inside. No, it doesn't even have to get you. I want the vision stirred up again on your inside. All that God has said to you. I want you to know that it wasn't a, a, a dream. No, it was a sign. And he needs you to bring it to pass. And he's telling you this is the appointed time. By yourself. Schedule a time. I said set the time for your miracle. The woman said in her heart. If I may touch. She knew that at that time. That is her appointed time. So nobody was going to stop her. Because that is her appointed moment. That is her kairos. That is her appointment. Nobody. She whatever. Listen whatever she was going to do. She pressed through the crowd. It doesn't matter who was asking Jesus questions. She wasn't going to ask a question. She knew exactly what she wanted. She was going to take a hold. Can you imagine? It's from her that we learned that. Where did she get that from? I said God birthed the revelation to her. And she was going to pursue it to the very end. No, I want you to think about it. Who had done it before? It was in the Old Testament. That the helm of the priest's garments was supposed to have some supernatural power. How come nobody else knew it? Are you getting me? How come Jairus who was waiting for that one to finish? Why didn't you also hold the hem and say, I'm going. I've got something. My daughter will rise up again. Oh, glory to God. When the Lord says something to you, don't try it. If you try to try it, the hindrance will stop you. Because there's always a hindrance. Imagine is to touch the hem of his that's what the spirit of God has put in her heart. Touch the hem of his garment, you'll be healed. Then she was looking. Ah. So many people. Maybe all that time what she had thought is she would have a one on one session. <laughs> and she'll just go and, and just go. No, this was a day when 
All men were thronging him. They were upon him. Men. She's a woman with the issue of blood. She doesn't see any hindrance. My God. She doesn't see any hindrance. She sees no hindrance. All she sees is the hem of the garment. That is what she's going for. She's moving. Every other thing is out of her way. She's not considering anything. All she's going for is the hem of the garment. Not because she has seen. There is no other record of it happening with someone before that. She's the first person we see it with. How did she have that faith? Jesus had to stop. The Lord will stop and enjoy your victory. Quoted. Listen, he's still like that today. The Lord paused everything. When we win, he pauses it. He said, no, we've got, we've got to celebrate this thing. Look at what she did. Look at what he did. We've got to celebrate this victory is for the kingdom. He paused everything. He asked the question. He said, who touched me? Who, who, who pulled this thing? Who touched me? Who touched me? Kai. The Lord was looking for who touched him. He said, Lord, it's me. He just looked at her. Jesus was so inspired, you know. He was so excited on the inside. He said, woman, your faith, your faith. Your, there's something about your faith, your faith, your faith. He didn't say his faith. He didn't say my faith. He said, there's something, your faith has, has, has done this thing. Your faith pulled out this power. He said, you've got it, you've got it, you've got it. He still is like that today. He still is like that today. We must win. You must continually be known for winning. Because if you don't win, it costs you more than losing. Losing is more expensive than winning. If you win, it is more easier to have another victory. I told you. I said, come to the end of the first time when we were pursuing this. Remember. I said, some of you, you didn't mean it bad. You were, that was the level of your faith. You came up to me and you said, Pastor, next year. Oh, Pastor, next year. I said, I told you what I did. I said, when you leave me. I said, no. That's not what God told me. I said, is this year. And we had two weeks to finish. $580,000. We look at the size of the congregation. We look at what comes in. How will it be possible? It's important to hold your faith. Not till you get there, till you pass through. You know, there are some runners. Says Donnie, you see them. They are running with everybody. They are not planning to stop. Even at the finish line. I don't know if you see what I mean. They run <laughs> past the finish line. They are still running. Then they now slow down. When they are still the ones who is ahead. I don't know if you get me. I observe a lot of things. They run past the finish line. All of them, of course, they can't just uh, get to the finish line and stop. But all of them are running. But with the intent that, no, you will not. <laughs> he is saying to himself, there is no way. Even if eternity ends <laughs> and starts over again, you will not win this race but me. So he's running past the finish line. All he, he's going past it. This must be your mindset. 
Go past the finish line. Don't, don't use your faith to try to get to the finish line. Because sometimes, even at the finish line, it will look like you failed. I told you a story of a race I watched. It pained me. It pained me. I've told some of my people what I would have done. This guy was running record time. He was the only one we could see about to finish this marathon. Then one crazy guy jumped over the fence and went and held him. I said, me. I would have become a killer that day. No, I, no I'm telling you the honest truth. When I'm set on something, no. The, if you want to die, mm, I would have taken him to healing streams afterwards. But that you will stop this race. When I was working, where were you? When I was crying in the pain, my muscles were in pain, where were you? When I was training all day long and you were watching TV, one priest, crazy um, schizophrenic priest, you and your schizophrenia will die. I will punch your eyes and continue with my race. When I finish, I'll come and say sorry. I'll say, is your eye, is, it, is there something we can do about it? But that you are thinking I will stop. I said, what? I was angry not with the priest. I was angry with the, the runner. I said, you didn't know the worth of your sacrifice? Elbow him. Punch him. Kick him. I, I saw another one where someone was running and one child jumped onto the tracks. The guy who was first didn't stop. He whacked him. The boy... <laughs> The child flew, flew into the air and fell. All of them were like, How could you do? I said, you're joking. When that guy was training, that, that boy was eating ice cream. Go and buy him ice cream now, let him eat. The sacrifice that has gone into this thing, then you want to stop me? No. You and the, it doesn't matter that you are possessed. You and the demon. No, 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 no. You, no, listen, you have to have that mindset. Don't let anything stop you. Then you, you know, you know, it's like, you know, what would Jesus do? <laughs> what would Jesus do? What did Jesus do when he was going to the cross? Who could stop him? You want to stop me? Don't come in my way. I've, I've said to you sometime, I said, if you're not careful, even you will become a seed. You... You cross the wrong way. You pass the wrong direction. I say, listen, come. We are showing you as a seed. <laughs> Lift up your hands to the Lord. <laughs> Worship him. Thank him. You are set on a course that you must follow. Nothing will stop you. All that he has said you will achieve, you will do it. You will do it. By the power of the Holy Ghost, you will do it. He said it is not by power. When he said that he was saying it's not by human power. It's not by human might. It's not by numbers. It's not by money. It's by my spirit. Scheduled times of prayer. Three hours be praying. Every day. This is only for the one who thinks God has sent him to do something. Three hours every day. Don't be disturbed by anything. You say you go to work at 6 or you go to work at 7. Wake up at 4. If it's a really serious matter that you will produce by the Spirit, wake up and do it. You can. 
And every day you are speaking in tongues to a, a certain place because you are thinking, I, I must prevail. I must prevail. And with every, every attempt, every prayer, you finish it by prophesying. You finish it by prophesying. You will be advancing in the spirit until a day, until the day dawn and the morning star arises in your heart. Where the Kronos and Kairos will meet. There is nothing that is impossible to you. Nothing, I'm telling you, and there's nothing that is too big for you. There is nothing that is too good for you. It's whether you want it enough. How much do you want it? Do you want it? You say, but pastor, I've been praying. You say, but, but no, you didn't know what to do. You were just praying. I'm teaching you what to do. You wake up. You're speaking in tongues. Matoska. Three hours. You're not looking at the time. Hey, uh, hey, I've been praying. Oh, then you're not serious yet. You don't really want it yet. You don't really want it yet. Be desperate. Sometimes as I'm praying, I say, Lord, thank you for energizing me. I said, I'm desperate for this thing. I I'm going to make it happen by your power. You must be desperate to make it happen. Not desperate as though it won't happen. But no, you are intentional that, listen, nothing is stopping me. I'm sure Elijah would have prayed an eighth time. If the seventh time there was no victory, he would have prayed an eighth time. Listen, I want to hear your testimony. It is time. I have taught you all I know. Are you hearing me? I've taught you all I know. Now it's time. It's now time to pay up. Say that to your neighbor. It's time to pay up. Nothing is too big for you. Nothing is too good for you. The Lord has already determined it will be unwise for you to ask him for it. Don't, don't, don't say you are the, the generation that ask and receive belongs to. We can't say that to the babes. I can't be asking God at this time. It was before I came in. Hey, I'm in the kingdom now. If I'm outside the kingdom, I ask, I receive from the kingdom. I am inside the kingdom now. I do not ask, I take. I take. You remember pastor said, I eat. <laughs> Are you getting me? No, the, because the thing is present with us. He has bequeathed to us the inheritance. Why will I be asking? Don't you remember what he said to the older son? He said, but it was all yours all the time. You could have taken it and eaten all the The guy was surprised that uh, I could have eaten it. He thought he had to ask. His father was even surprised that he was asking. He said, you could have enjoyed it anytime. It's yours. What is mine? What do you think it means when he says, you are heirs of the father and joint heirs? If Jesus can take it without asking, I can take it without asking. For as he is, so am I. All right, we've gone as far as we can. Lift up your hands to him and worship him.